girl, you can't say that. Bitch, it's You can't hear that. Nah. Fix your hair. Fix your face. <gasps> right. <laughs> Did I step out the box again? What are we talking about today? Oops, my bad. Cold switch. Hi, I'm a professional. Fuck <laughs> that shit. Y'all know I be playing. Enter at your own risk. Cause sis, this is your talk. Evie here speaking. So let's get into it. All right, y'all. So it is third Monday book review. Girl, girl, girl. That's what we giving y'all. That's what we giving y'all today. So this book was gifted to me this year. Um, I don't particularly know why. She just handed it to me as a thank you because she knows I love to read. It is about a, I guess I should know her. It sounds like I should know her. This is not her first book. I guess her first book was a novel fiction and it was a big deal. I haven't read it. I'm gonna go back and read it though. But Kenya Hunt is the author and she is a black woman who is in London and talks about her experience as a black woman compared to her experience as a black woman in America. And so how are we going to do these book reviews, because this is the first one, is we are going to truly dig into quotes that I found were interesting enough to write them down. Quote number one, code switch limiting the love language to conversation. Mm. The power of how code switching takes away the connection of love. Then she goes on to say the Americanness of this. Ah, that part right there, right? So the Americanness of this to take away the connection of love. I know y'all get sick and tired of me talking about history, but is that not the history of the American way to take away the love and power of connection, right? United, we stand only with the love and power of connection. So we have to stop with this code switching being the way because it's not the way, right? So like limiting our language to making and conforming so that everyone speaks the same language, everybody speaks the same professionalism is limiting, right? I, I just, y'all know I'll talk about this. And every Thursday, I need you to join me on our Zoom because we continue to talk about this because it's such a heavy topic for us who have code switched the majority of our lives because we come from an environment where AAVE, African-American Vernacular English, is a well-spoken language. And then you walk into this environment where they act as if you're undereducated because you said ain't. Okay? I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Social media being the network space for Blacks who work in only spaces. Mm. So she was describing a space where she lived in a town where there weren't many people who looked like her. She was, And so with this, she was saying that social media became the space where she found these groups and these networks that made her feel belonging. These group and these networks of black women that allow her to be in a space of naturalness. So I think about these spaces, um, this reminds me of like AP classes or college math classes where they only, it's called the Wakanda effect now, <laughs> where there's not a lot of black faces. 
statistics, right? And that's statistics. You can go on the uh, website, um, civil rights, U.S. civil rights website, and you'll find the statistics that show, right? In AP classes, generally speaking, especially math AP classes, there's not a lot of black faces. So then that's what she's talking about by the only spaces where you're the, you're the only one that's probably in that space. And so then you have to find safe spaces. So she's talking about safe spaces like I'm in a group on Facebook called Black Girls Me Too, right? So that becomes a safe space for me to get a, a community of Black women that read, right? I know that sounds real, real minimal and weird, right? And not that you need just Black women. You don't at all. Right, but it does feel awkward if every space you're in doesn't have anyone that looks like you or comes from the culture of you. Right, moving on. She talks about the search for meeting the black woman behind the space. And she goes on to Thomas Jefferson and says, it's the institution was necessary to protect the sons of the South from abolition teachings in the North. I'm gonna read that again. Institution was necessary to protect the sons of the South from the abolition teaching and the North. So this was basically talking about how education was indoctrinated to teach and sway the minds. And they were trying to stop the North teachings from swaying the minds of the South. Right? This is that Civil War time where everybody was so heavily divided into right and wrong and left and right and black and white. And so these were the moments where they were trying to use education to divide the people. And if we think about now, today, the world we live in, right? we only get told partial truths. And we don't know if that's really meant to the divide, but it feels like it, right? Let's just take the basic story of Christopher Columbus that we know now in history is completely false. But for decades and decades and decades, right, we have been learning and teaching and doing these little plays on pilgrims and Indians that aren't pilgrims or Indians. And we've been doing these plays on Christopher Columbus and how he sailed the seas and discovered America only for us to be like, wait, he didn't discover America. He didn't even touch American land. Wait, there were people already living here. Wait, there was civilization. It wasn't just people here, right? It was a whole country by itself of Americas before they got here. And so it's, it's basically like that. It's like the pieces of education that they're trying to protect so they tell the stories they want to be told. And we haven't really discovered what was the point of that? What is the point of the, the lies being taught just to unteach us, right? Maybe when the lies were taught, they didn't think that the general population were gonna go into higher education to unlearn what they've learned. But it's just interesting that how the institution of education is used to kind of uh, shield the truth. A quote from Malcolm X, she goes into, who taught you hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate your true self? The more we recount the stories to ourselves, these fables, the more we believe them to be true. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
right? If you think about now, this whole movement of natural hair, which shouldn't be a movement because you were born with this, you should have retained this, but we were taught that it's, it's, it's ugly, right? We were taught that this, right? This head that I, I got on is ugly. Still, people have tons of comments, right? I get this, I, I mean, I blocked him now because I'm tired, but I was getting this troll for a while that would come in my inbox and tell me to straighten my hair. Some, some white man, um, and like that, that was be his comment all the time. You should do your hair. You should find a salon. You should straighten your hair. It's just weird. Who taught you that my hair was ugly? Who taught you that my fro was a problem? Who taught you that straight hair was beautiful? It's like these things that we continue to tell ourselves and then we believe them, right? That's like when people bleach their skin. There's so many people that we know of, famous and non-famous, that have gone through this, the colorism that's been placed on them, that darker skin was ugly, right? And so they bleached their skin in order to try to feel beautiful. The same goes for pale skin though, right? Because there's so many pale skin people who go to that tanning salon faithfully, right? In order to make their skin browner. So who taught us like what is beauty? Right? Who taught us to hate the inner and outer versions of ourselves? That's what you need to reflect on when you start to want to change or grow or shift anything physical about you. Not only physical. When you start to change the way you talk, the way you dress, right? The what your tone of your voice, the accent for those of us who have accents, right? Think about who taught you those things were wrong in order for you to try to fix them? Heavy quotes. Hmm. We're going to go on for the last one. The idea of identity is hard enough when you're trying to work out who you are in this world. Add to that the efforts of trying to manage the identity you project to people and you're done for. No wonder I was tired. <sighs> I'm gonna read that again because I need you to slowly hear that because that's what we got and went and I need you to hear it. The idea of identity is hard enough when you're trying to work out who we are in this world. Add to that the effort of trying to manage the identity you project to people and you're done for. No wonder I was tired. I'm gonna go back to code switching because this is what this is reminding me of, right? You create an image, because I know I created an image. Oh my gosh, I worked really hard almost all my life up until a couple years ago to create an image. And while I'm working so hard to create that image, I'm still trying to figure out what I want for myself, what is right and wrong. Because I kept getting in these awkward spaces where I was getting myself in these situations I didn't know even if I did what was right to me. Forget about what was right to the world, right? Because integrity is about what do I feel is right and how I'm going to respond to that. So the world, the pressure of the world to try to create this character for them to see while still trying to figure out who you want to be, whew, Jesus, that is so tiring, so tiring. And I need us to get into a space of humanity where we have to no longer 
try to please the outward image of what is good, bad, right, and wrong, professional and non-professional, ghetto and, and classy or bougie and not like, we gotta get into a space where none of those things are real. None of those things are actually important because we are in that space, we aren't. And I'm not gonna even pretend I am. Like I, I, we all know that I am heavy on this, you're first, do you, be you, authentically show up as you, but I don't. I don't, not because I don't want to, not because that I feel like I shouldn't, it's because I'm working so hard to be okay. It's because I haven't figured out who I am, let alone who I want to be. I've been shadowed so long and be silent and be loud. No, don't do that. No, don't talk like this. No, read this book. No, don't say that. I live in a space every day where I have to be careful. And with that, that means I have to shield who I am because the sight and the sound of that might be too much for the spaces that I'm in. <laughs> so I'm tired. I'm tired and I no longer want to balance who I project and who I am which is why you can google me <laughs> right because I'm done I'm tired you've won the battle of me trying to make sure you are comfortable because I will not because I cannot I can no longer make you comfortable by making me uncomfortable I'm not doing it I'm not doing it. So if I show up in the space and it makes you uncomfortable, guess what? I won't be back to that space. I won't be. I won't be. Work is the only space right now where I'm struggling with that. But I promise you, I am taking myself out of rooms. I am. I am. I am. Because I am tired of the projection of me not being who I am trying to be. Because I'm still working on who I want to be when I grow up. And I ain't got time to work on who I want to be when I grow up if I'm still trying to work on who I want to be to you. So let's get to our aha moment because even in our book reviews, we got a... The message I'm taking from this book is no matter where you go, you can't run from who you are. No matter what space you in, you need to be who you are because if not, you are draining the person you're supposed to be. And it is not about race, creed, or color. What it's about is existing and showing up as thy true self. And I talk about this all the time, you know it. But this book, this book, girl, girl, girl. She goes on to say how girl is a language. How girl is a term of endearment. And the tone of the word can change what I'm trying to tell you. Like, girl, you did that. Come on, girl, why you do that? <laughs> girl, get it. So if you are looking for a new book that is immersed in culture and understanding of the world differently from America to London, jump on it. Thanks for listening, my good people.